Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi, this is Dewey Jenkins. When the Navy sent me to Jacksonville, Florida, I sold Salad Master cookware door-to-door during my free time. One evening, I knocked on the door and met the woman I would marry. She didn't buy any cookware, but I got her phone number. That's how we train at Morris Jenkins. Don't try to make a sale. Try to make a friend. Everyone needs a friend who knows how to fix air conditioning and plumbing. I love this podcast. Don't you? It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni and Will Bryan, presented by Morris Jenkins. It's that time of the week, the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me his plumbers and AC techs secretly wear Panthers jerseys under their uniforms. So when your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Kristen here. I'm wearing a Panthers jersey right now. Did you know that, Kristen? Well, I didn't because I I can't see you. You know, we're being safe. I know. Can you guess? Jake DeLome. No. I'm going to say Jeremy Chin. Maybe you get a new one or something. Ooh, I I like that. The I think the Jeremy Chin jerseys might have sold out. We got to find like a secret stash of what them because everyone's made a run on Chin jerseys. What about Matt? If it's uh, his own custom Panther stats guy on he the would. back, he would absolutely double zero it. or something like that. Did I, how about that guess? It, that's a really good guess, it, and it would need to be like Tats guy because in my Twitter handle there weren't enough characters to have two S's. So it's like technically Panthers Tats guy. Like I think that'd be a great jersey. That would be a good jersey. What? what which one is it? Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. Wow, <laughs> a little blast from the past there. So, I there to... There's a story behind that. Yeah, actually, but that happened to be the only one because we were uh, we were we were cleaning out some some things after we were moving out for the the COVID office swap stuff. And that was available to take home. So I took home a Kelvin Benjamin jersey. Is that the most random jersey you have? Oh, absolutely. I'm not a jersey guy. I don't necessarily have a lot of jerseys. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was just kind of available. So I took it. I don't either, but I have a Jamarcus Russell Raiders jersey in my closet. And I'm pretty proud of that. That's really good. I like that. that one. I am. Incredible. (laughs) Now, did you uh, get that at the time? He's like, first overall pick. You're like, this guy is going to be the best to ever do it. Yes, I was a diehard LSU fan, or I still am. So. When he was drafted number one, we had never had anything like that until, I guess, him and Joe Burrow. So that was like a big deal. And I, I got a jersey and I got a shirt. That didn't work out. <laughs> Great jersey to have, though, what, now. I don't know. It just feels cool. No, it is awesome. I enjoy having it. One of the coolest it, things was definitely in London last year, seeing all of 
the most random NFL. <laughs> I mean, even random Panthers jerseys that like you don't usually see. Give me like, an example. Everyone had on a jersey. Uh, I think I saw a Panthers Brad Hoover next to a Oakland Raiders Jerry Rice. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Which that is, is just like, wait, what? Cool. How is how is that in London in 2019? It was it was incredible. Me and my friends have a theory that every single football game, no matter what it is, college or pro, there's always a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. There's always a guy wearing a Steelers jersey. It's I love a theory ben, like that. But that is a theory of ours. Every single sports game. There's a big Ben jersey. I will look on Sunday. You know, we have uh, limited capacity in the stadium. I always love trying to find the most, um, just, un- I don't want to say random, because if you're wearing a Panthers jersey to a Panthers game, I always just like to uh, find, like, which number. I'm like, huh, didn't see that coming. You know, good for you. Whether it's, uh, you know, for example, Will uh, or someone having the Kelvin Benjamin or someone from a long time ago. I always like to see kind of, you know, you get your plenty of your Luke Keekleys, you get plenty of your Jeremy Chins. Like and a Kerry Christian Collins McCat- Yeah, like, I love to see that. So <laughs> now I'm going to keep a special eye out for the Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, and I will report back on uh, next yep. Wednesday. Yep. That's a- I love that theory. I'd be interested to see how that theory holds up in the limited capacity but I bet you there's still one Steeler fans they're everywhere so speaking of Sunday, we got uh, the Broncos coming into town to take on the Panthers uh, by week. We all had a nice, uh, nice little time off. The players uh, hopefully are, are getting healthier on the whole, although uh, the Panthers did have to place quite a few guys on the COVID reserve list. And, and Will, you know, it's full disclosure, it's, it's Wednesday morning. We don't know exactly how this is going to play out, how many actually tested positive for the virus and, and how many are close contact. Of course, the team cannot release that information, but we're we're, we're monitoring it every day. And, and and first and foremost, hope, you know, anyone who is affected is healthy and doing okay. Right. And, you know, obviously we, we want, you know, everyone to, to be doing better, to be, you know, hopefully getting better, um, potentially, hopefully all available on Sunday. You know, obviously we'll see. Um, I mean, I think one good thing is, uh, you know, the, the Panthers in the facility, you know, all year, you know, Matt Rule has said this, you know, since April, literally, they, they've done the best they can to, to make the facility as, as um, socially distant, as spread out as possible. They've used every inch of the stadium to get players as far away from each other as possible so that there isn't as much uh, potential for the close contact kind of stuff. So hopefully, you know, all those things will will uh, have an impact and kind of lessen the blow of this. Um, but also it's, you know, it's Wednesday. And as of this morning, as we're taping, you know, the plan is to practice today. The plan is for guys to come in and, and practice. There haven't been um, any news reports as of right now uh, of continuing to keep the facility closed as it was on Monday and Tuesday. I can confirm um, that as we, yeah, they are in the building. So yeah. So you know, as of this thing. morning. Yeah. And will, as, as you mentioned, and certainly as, as you uh, keep tabs on with the website, the transaction wire came out last night and no new cases were added as of Tuesday night from, from the Panther side. So that's a good sign. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, as of, you know, we're playing Tuesday night football, we're playing Friday. I mean, it seems like eventually they're going to play a Friday game, but hopefully this game will kick off at one o'clock on Sunday as scheduled. And hopefully there'll be as many of these guys um, from this list. Um, You know, like, I mean, obviously it's, it's been out there. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Derek Brown, Zach Kerr, Shaq Thompson, Greg Little, you know, all all of these guys that are, you know, Etor Grossmatos that have been put on the COVID list and hopefully as many as possible um, of those guys will be activated uh, back off before Sunday. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about this game. Um, The Broncos have very notably had their, their own issues with, um, with the COVID reserve list 
didn't have a quarterback a couple of weeks ago, although Drew Locke is back now. Uh, For the Panthers, they are hopeful that Christian McCaffrey and Dante Jackson will be among those who are now healthy enough to play after some extended rest for both of them. Dante Jackson's been dealing with that turf toe all season long and just really needed several weeks to just be off of his foot and let that heal a little bit. And then Christian McCaffrey, um, he said he felt he feels great. And so it, it certainly seems like he might be taking the field for the Panthers on Sunday after dealing with that shoulder. What do you make of the Broncos? Well, I mean, it, they're a they're a tough team. I mean, I, I haven't gotten to see much of them until uh, this past week when they played the Chiefs on on Sunday night football. And man, that that defense, you think about the Chiefs in the red zone and all of the things that Andy Reid dials up, um, all of the things that Patrick Mahomes can do. And they didn't score a red zone touchdown in four trips against this Broncos defense. Well, there was the one um, that everyone this, sa- everyone said you could, he could have challenged it. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, there was that one that they, they should have scored a touchdown that they didn't, but unfortunately the, the stat sheet at the end of the day said yes. 0 for four on red zone opportunities. Um, of, of course the, the chiefs won with a, you know, a kind of a, a late fourth quarter score. Um, but this was a Broncos team that, you know, went into Kansas city and hung really tough with them. Um, gave him a really good game, and that defense doesn't have Von Miller. Um, you know they are they they don't have a ton of names that maybe everyone would recognize nationally. Um, but Bradley Chubb, you know, NC State guy is there. Uh, he leads the team with seven and a half sacks. They 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 kind of have that uh, you know bend, but then really don't break in the red zone. They're second in the NFL in red zone defense. Um, so I think that's going to be a big challenge, but. You know, if if he does play on Sunday, Christian McCaffrey is a great red zone weapon. Um, so we'll, we'll be interesting to see how that kind of matches up. Uh, yeah, I I talked to to Matt Rule earlier this week, and, and he used the word suffocating to describe that defense. And it, the Panthers know. I mean, everyone knows just how hard it is to stop the Chiefs' offense. Anyone who's who's watched them play um, even a little bit just knows how prolific that offense is. And and the Panthers did a, a pretty decent job of it earlier this year. Um, and the, I, I just thought the Broncos defense looked great um, uh, against the Chiefs on Sunday. So that'll certainly be a challenge. Um, but I was, just, I was just looking back at the quarterbacks that the Panthers have faced lately. You know, they went through that, that stretch of just former Super Bowl MVPs and, and league MVPs. Mm-hmm. But so you look at, you know, last games they faced Kirk Cousins and then uh, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. I'm just going back through the schedule Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, um, uh, Nick Foles played in the Bears game. Sorry, I'm just I'm going yep. through this in real yep. time, guys. Very exciting <laughs> stuff. Matt Ryan again, uh, Ryan Kyler again. Murray. So I just you know Drew Lock is is young, and so I'm excited to see what the opportunities that uh, the Panthers defense gets against a young quarterback because they did well against Kyler Murray and uh, they did well against Justin Herbert earlier in the season. And and the, the Panthers have actually been a defense that's been really really good at forcing fumbles. They're one of the top defenses in the NFL in terms of forced fumbles, but they're not necessarily up there in terms of interceptions. Um, and that's something that Denver has struggled with. Um, both Drew Locke and, you know, at times, obviously, Kendall Hinton when he had to come in. Um, but Locke is one of these guys that if you contain him in the pocket and you keep him in the pocket, he's he doesn't feel comfortable. Um, like, check out like this stat. He's uh, completed 84% of his passes for a 146 rating on rollouts and boot plays while just 57% completion rate while he's in the pocket for a 63.8 rating. 
13, 13 interceptions while he's in the pocket, no interceptions when he's rolling out. Wow. So I think that'll be something to, to watch if Denver tries to get him out on the edge. Um, you know, how is Carolina going to do in kind of rolling a defense with him um, versus being able to use that, use that pass rush um, to kind of contain him, you know, maybe not over pursuing to let him, you know, kind of escape out the pocket, but he's going to want to try to get outside. Uh, he feels better when he doesn't have to, you know, maybe survey the entire field. You know, he kind of sees the field in front of him, um, you know, on one side or another. And and maybe, you know, maybe there's something to like him feeling like he can run and throw at the same time and feels comfortable in that motion versus uh, kind of being in the pocket. But, yeah, that'll be really interesting to see um, if the Panthers can kind of uh, keep him there and then be able to create some turnovers. Um, that's been something that Denver has has struggled with at times like their running game has controlled the ball a lot but if um if he's not rolling out uh they they turn the ball over yeah i'm i'm looking forward to see i mean the last time we saw jeremy chin out on the field those two <laughs> fumble recovery touchdowns and of course you know the ending of that game is is still a tough one for panthers fans but you know he's gonna have that extra little swagger that extra confidence as you said there's going to be plenty of chin jerseys in the stands along with that one Steelers jersey. So I'm excited to see that matchup, the Panthers defense versus um, the Broncos offense and and see if, if this Panthers defense can, can really take advantage there. Uh, And since it is a home game, if the Panthers get a third down stop in the third quarter during a home game, one lucky fan will win a smart home smoke and carbon monoxide detector through the Morris Jenkins protect and check sweepstakes. If the Panthers get a fourth down stop in the fourth quarter, that same fan will also be going home with a $1,500 gift card. So be sure to check out contest.panthers.com for more details on how you can enter. Will, you've already hit us with like several stats, but none of those are the, the official Panthers stats guy stat of the week. So what do you got? 60% of the time, it works every time. Stat of the week. So the last time we saw the Panthers, week 12 at Minnesota, that first half was was really tight, really close. But Carolina was, was playing well. Um, and then Minnesota got this field goal, like, right before half. And, you know, the halftime score was 10-7. You know, hardly something that's – just, oh my God, we're in trouble. We're down 10-7. You're only down, you're down three points and it's just a field goal right before half. Uh, But how about this stat? So since 2018, when Carolina came back from down 17-0 to beat Philly um, in that game up in Philadelphia against the Eagles, really dramatic fourth quarter comeback. Since that time, the Panthers are 0-22 when trailing or tied at halftime. 0-22. That is is quite the stat. It's wild. (laughs) It's it it, and it kind of defies it defies some sort of real trend. I think, you know, I mean, Carolina, obviously, they retook the lead in the third quarter. They weren't, you know, down big at Minnesota. This is, you know, different coaching staffs, different offensive systems, different defenses. You know, this isn't just the same group over and over again that has this thing stuck in their head. It, you know, this thing is is really weird. Um, and every time we get close to halftime, I'm like, oh, please have a lead. Please have a lead. Because the, the other side of that is the Panthers are 15 and four when holding a lead. Um, so they've done a good job, even if they have just a, a small lead of being able to hold on to it um, throughout the second half. They haven't blown a lot of leads. So, I mean, really, you know, the second quarter can say a lot about how the rest of the game is going to go. Well, and it's pertinent this season because they had well-documented struggles in the third quarter. As you said, it's 
it's not a stat that you can pinpoint over the last three seasons because there's been so much turnover. Um, but it is a good indicator considering that the third quarter has been their worst quarter statistically, really with the exception of of the Lions game, which they were just they were just phenomenal. But that has been something that they have said that they want to work on. So hopefully there's the, the lead at the half and, and we can just throw Will's stat out the window. But I also think those stats are good for, at some point, uh, that's going to change. At some point very soon, that's going to change. Of course, you hope that they have the lead at, at the half uh, in every game. But... It's going to change, and at that point, there will be Panther Stats guy will tweet that out. And it's kind of like the thing of, you know, the first shutout in five years, there's going to be a point mm-hmm. where they're going to make that big comeback, whether it is whether it is this season, whether it's next season, and they're going to show that they have that now in the arsenal, the yeah, ability I mean, they, to come they, back. Yeah. And so it's a good stat to have for context about how long it's been since that has happened. Right. They, they, need, to, they need to have a game like that. And I think, you know, not harping on what we talked about, uh, the se- past several weeks about December and the importance of of getting a guy like McCaffrey back, the importance of going out there and competing and winning. You know, it, those are the types of things where, hey, you maybe you trail to the Broncos or maybe you trail to the Packers and you come back and win in December and fans like, oh no, but we're not going to go to the playoffs anyway. Those are the types of things that that really do carry over. And it's not just winning; it's how you win. It's uh, you know how you play. It's how you all, all of these things stick with guys um, and they stick with the team and they stick with the coaching staff and they stick with the way you do things um, and those can carry over. So, you know, you want to see some second half, uh, fourth quarter finishes, you know, like just some real things to kind of give them confidence that uh, they do kind of have that that winning ability. Yeah, you want to see the team uh, win, be able to win in a variety of ways. You want to see any team be able to win in a variety of ways. You don't want to look at something and go, okay, it's halftime. This is what the trend has been. We know what the outcome is going to be. Um, and they're working towards that. So I, I like this. I mean, I don't like this stat because it's a, it's, a, it's a tough stat for the for the franchise right now. But I think it's going to be great context for, for some just epic comeback win in the future. Will's going to be like, I got this one ready to go. I got it in the drafts. Will had a, Will had oh, yeah. a big two weeks uh, or a big game two weeks ago with all the Jeremy Chin stats. I mean, he was just getting like retweets in the thousands. It was his time to shine. And since that time, I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, you have started your own official Panthers Stats Guy IG account, too. Oh, yeah. You got to follow me. Uh, mash that mash that follow button on the Instagram. Um, it, it does say it's the official Instagram account of Panther Stats Guy. The official well, Instagram the account. It, it is the official Instagram account because there are a lot of Instagram accounts out there that I'll post something on Twitter or I'll say something on the podcast and boom, here's some Instagram account that is posting that same stat with 50,000 likes. I'm like, wait a minute. I want the like. I want someone to boost my ego. This was my stat. <laughs> That's a good point. So I'm trying I'm trying to claim that territory with my own official IG. That's a good point. You know how the NFL insiders have to report now as first reported by, you know, if someone is, mm-hmm. signs a new contract or whatever, you'll see with them as first reported by Adam Schefter or as first reported by, uh, you know, Tom Pelissaro. And so I maybe we need to go this way for stats, Will. I, I, I don't think that I'm going to claim that much intellectual property <laughs> over it, you know, but it, it, it would it is nice every once in a while. 
while when you get that when you get that hat tip. But yeah, no. So if you're if you're on the IG and uh, and you don't like Twitter and you'd rather get get all your information on IG, it's still Panther Stats Guy uh, on on the Instagram and and feel free to give me a follow. I'm a little embarrassed how long it took me to realize what you guys are talking about with IG. I was like, what? Oh, you're young. What do you call it? Just like Instagram? I don't use that one very much, but I, I'm just dumb. I should have known that that was obviously what you guys were talking about. <laughs> do I need to do a, a stack guy TikTok? And then I just TikTok all the stats in some sort of weird dance. I would love to see I was that. Say, I don't know if the 100- other people want that, but I need it. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. The people are calling for it. Ugh. Absolutely. And uh, I, I don't. I don't like social media anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I can't wait. You've, you've put it out there now. It's it's what it's what the fans need. They need to get their stats on TikTok with a weird dance. All right, Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back on the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins, Will's going to do a TikTok dance. Hi, this is Dewey Jenkins. When the Navy sent me to Jacksonville, Florida, I sold Salad Master cookware door-to-door during my free time. One evening, I knocked on the door and met the woman I would marry. She didn't buy any cookware, but I got her phone number. That's how we train at Morris Jenkins. Don't try to make a sale. Try to make a friend. Everyone needs a friend who knows how to fix air conditioning and plumbing. I love this podcast. Don't you? This is a... I love this because this is like a, a, a Will Heavy episode, like a Panther Stats Guy heavy episode. Um, but, but, well, the thing is, you do so much in terms of, of, of stats and the website and... The app, I mean, you are involved in it all. And one of the things you do is you edit. And we were just talking the other day about you really have to, you're that last line of defense. You got to be the the guy that catches anything that comes up before it gets published. And I imagine that there's got to be a sense of, like, how often do you hit the publish button and go like, oh, God, like, I I hope I caught everything. Does that happen? Because sometimes I'll press send on a tweet and I'm like... Did I, I'm, I'm good with that, right? You know, just like oh, no yeah. typos, I mean, no anything. Sometimes the, the longer the post, the longer you kind of feel like, oh, well, there's just, there's so much stuff in there. Like it, it's okay, you know, but if it's a shorter post and you can kind of see the whole thing on one, on one screen without scrolling and you just think like, man, is there something in, you know, in that first line or that second line is the headline, right? Uh, you know, is, it, am I in the right week? You know, sometimes it's like, it's week, is it week 12, week 13? What week is it? Mm. Week 14? I know that feeling. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, every every once in a while, some stuff slips by. It's the beauty of the internet, though, is that you can quickly edit and quickly repost and change something. Uh, and it doesn't have to be in, in print forever and forever. Well, unless someone screenshots. I've had that happen, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I haven't said anything too. terrible like yeah. on Twitter or anything like that, but I've definitely had times where I've, like you said, like missed a, a week or um, just, you know, said something like, oh, that's uh, that's so-and-so and it's not, or you know what I mean? And someone's like, oh, got that screenshot. Does that make sense? Like nothing really bad, but I've just had things that I'm like, oh, gosh, I, or I misspelled something. I'm like, oh, let me delete that. And someone's like, oh, got, your, got that screenshot. I'm like, all right, awesome. I want to know the people who are out there like waiting to get all these people. Like a lot of people wait on different sports reporters or whatever, and it's like they're so eager to take a, a screenshot of it. It's like some tweets will get taken down within a minute, but for some reason there's a 100 screenshots of it somewhere. I just don't know who's all 
collecting these and, and keeping these around for everybody to throw in their face. I think it's like old takes exposed. Or I guess that's like a, just like a bet. That's like you buying a Jamarcus Russell jersey. <laughs> that's more old takes. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever had any like embarrassing, like bad work moments? Because I was just thinking about Never. Twitter. I've been pretty lucky in terms of, you know, everyone's generally pretty nice. And I don't think I've ever said anything too, too bad. Like on like a hot mic or anything, but you always hear these stories about just just bad moments. Did you, how, what's your most embarrassing work story, Matt? Um, so most embarrassing is probably it's one of two things. One that I've told on this podcast before, and another one that I haven't. But the one that you weren't here for was last year. I got to travel to the Falcons game, which actually was this past weekend a year ago. So okay. I uh, it was my first game with a a road game with a team, and I went. And we went to the stadium on Sunday, obviously. But I was supposed to have brought my bags from the hotel to the game in order to take them immediately onto the bus to take the flight home. I did not know that. So we were on the bus after the game headed towards the airport. And we pull into, like, this isn't like a normal flight. Obviously, you've been on a game. So, you like, you pull into, like, a separate part, almost like a private section of the airport. And by the time we got through the gates, I realized that we were about to fly, and I didn't bring my bags. Oh, <laughs> so oh my I, gosh. I had left them at the hotel. So luckily we had one of our engineers uh, who was staying behind to, to gather equipment and whatever. He was able to bring that back on his own personal car and everything. So I got lucky there, but I almost just left my bags in Atlanta. Did, didn't Wasn't the line that you like turned around and asked someone like, wait, aren't we going to the hotel? And then everyone just kind of looks at you with this like, oh, Matt. Yes, yeah, so I was in the back of the oh, bus with no. Nick, uh, Caroline, and David, my boss, executive producer. And he, uh, I, I like I said, I, I kind of gathered that we weren't heading back to the hotel. So I somewhat under my breath, but definitely out loud was like, are we going to the hotel? And I think it was Caroline who was like just immediately started laughing and david who i'm pretty sure i was directing my uh who i was talking to he was like yeah no that's not happening and he just kind of looked away and it was like oh, not my problem and, and so i didn't get my bag i have, uh, t- I have two yeah. questions yeah and i know like you said you've already you've told this story before but this is the first time i'm hearing it um <laughs> number one before you worked out that one of the engineers could bring it back and they got the, all that worked out. Were you just like, did you just make the mental decision to like say goodbye to everything in that bag? Was that what was going to happen? Like, well, I guess I'll never see that stuff again. <laughs> yeah, I had just bought uh, like a bunch of new hoodies because LSU was doing so well. So I was buying like, you know, gear from because I went to the SEC championship in Atlanta the day before the game. So I had like a hoodie from that. And so I was like, well, man, that was, <laughs> I'd rather have just ordered that online. I'm going to lose that money. So You're like, well, it's, uh, it was nice to have those things for all of yeah. 12 hours, so that was good. Well, what's your other one? My other one was easily the most embarrassing because I wrecked a company car. What? Yeah. not. This Did you company. know this, Will? No, I, I didn't know about the car. <laughs> was that here? No, it was at my uh, other job back in Greenville, South Carolina, where I'm from. I worked at a radio station, and uh, it's the only car accident I've ever been in, actually. Um, but That's yeah, good. I was driving the 106.3 WORD. It's like a news talk station van. And they had a bunch of foldable chairs and tables, and they kept sliding around. And I turned around to, like, I kept getting hit by one of the chairs, so I turned around to move it. And when I looked up, I was going 40 into the back of somebody. But luckily, oh my God. luckily I was able to avoid Ooh. total, total. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that bad. So, But thankfully, I, I didn't die or anything. <laughs> but the guy was so nice to me. He thought that the 106.3, the word, he thought it was like a Christian radio stations so and you didn't being, correct him you were I did like not correct him at all i was like please don't sue i'm <laughs> <laughs> i'm with the lord don't mess with me 
<laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was a mistake to start with Matt because I don't know if we can top that. Will you got anything to top either of those? Well, so here's part of the thing with Matt's is, or on both of them, is that it wasn't like a uh, until he told it, you know, on on the podcast. It wasn't something that like everybody in the whole organization knew about. At least with like the bag stuff. Um, so mine probably. I mean, there's been a number that I probably I'm not going to share on the podcast, but the the one that stands out to me that I still always tell was back my intern year. And I feel like in your intern year, just a lot of bad things happen to someone. Um, but I was in charge of the like lunchtime radio interviews. So we'd get requests all week to set up, you know, this guy on this radio, this guy on this, and, and we would have to schedule them during their lunch break, which was always, and which always ended uh, promptly with meetings. So you were like kind of always up against the clock to get a guy off of the radio by the time that meeting started at, you know, 140 or whatever it was. So there was like a bank of phones that we would like uh, get guys on and all of them were taken. Uh, and so I had Jeff King, who was just like the nicest guy ever. He was like the tight end, more of like a blocking tight end in that 08 team. And he's like, ah, follow me. We'll just, we'll, we'll go in, uh, we'll go in another room. Wait, is and it relevant so he that he was a blocking tight end? Is he about to block for you? Or are you just, I, just no, giving I'm some just, context to know. the... Well, you said he said, follow yeah. me. So I just was like, is he about to yeah, shove no, somebody out of no. the way? No, right, sorry, I, I, I just say things like that. Yeah. So Jeff King, so I'm following him down the hall. Um, and, you know, again, he's nicest guy ever, completely willing to do the interview. You know, wasn't just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. So we've got maybe like five minutes. So I'm, I'm like telling the station people, we got to be quick. But of course, he goes into the quarterback's meeting room and just picks up the phone and it's like, what's the number? And I'm looking around and at this point, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. All right, we got to be real quick. And but who am I? I'm not going to tell him, you know, Jeff, we can't be in here. Get out. Like he was the one that went in, whatever. Yeah, you're just so, like praying it all works out. Yeah, exactly. So I tell the producer, I'm like, we, we got four minutes. I got to get him in and out. You know, I'm sorry. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then, so they do the thing, and after about like three and a half minutes, they they're like, "Oh, so Jeff, tell me about this story from Virginia Tech back when you were there." And I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" <laughs> and of course, as soon as that happens, you just hear like the knob on <clears throat> the knob on the door, and I'm like, "Oh no, oh no!" And of course, who walks in but Jake Delome? And Jake just looks around, and he's ready to sit down and start his film study and start work. And here's Jeff King on his phone at his desk in the quarterback's meeting room. And he just goes nuts. And like the quarterback room is right, was right near kind of like the dining room at that point. So Jake closes the door, goes back out and you could hear him screaming just about how the intern had taken over the quarterback's room and what, what's going on, like screaming for my boss. Like it was, it was incredible. So from that standpoint, like the entire team knew about this one. Um, it wasn't just, it wasn't just, uh, just me. So yeah, that was, that was rough. And then like when I, we, when we finally finished, Jeff walked out, like nothing had happened. He didn't care. And I walked out behind him in my face. I'm sure I was just like, you know, pale as a sheet. It was, it was bad. <laughs> what was the aftermath about? Like, have you and Jake talked about that? Is there good friends? Um, I'm, I don't remember. I'm sure he was, uh, Jake has this thing where, he, he kind of like half is always like half kidding and half serious at all times. So you can never quite under like tell how mad he ever really was at any point. He was just always, you know, he always kind of had the Jake histrionics 
um, you know, as, as it were. So I, I, I don't know, like, I mean, by the next day he was fine. Um, but in, in the moment, he certainly decided to make it known to everyone within earshot what was going on. I'm absolutely going to ask him. Oh about yeah. This we got to ask Friday. him about this at some point. This is amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't have mine. Mine is going to be a letdown. I don't have, I've been very fortunate. Like I was saying earlier to not have a, a bad Twitter moment or a, or a hot mic situation with as much as I've worn uh, a microphone either with, you know, studio shows or doing sideline. Uh, I've been, I've been very lucky um, and, and try to be smart about it, of course. <laughs> but um, I don't know. So I'm trying to think of like embarrassing stories. I do have an intern story. So I was an intern for ESPN. This one is not nearly as good as, as either of you guys, but I just remember being like, oh man. So I was an intern for ESPN and it's just a, you know, huge privilege a lot of people applied, got got very lucky to to secure that internship and then eventually go on to, to work there at my first job out of college. And so the first day of the internship, they have um, students from, from all over, and they really try to make it uh, a big day where they take you around the campus. At least this is what they did when I was there and, um, you know, really show you everything and and make it fun. And then you get to work the next day and then you have a, a big last day as well. And so we're all young, you know, between junior and senior and college, and we just never seen anything like this before. And so it's almost like we're at like camp or something. It's before we get into act- the actual like work part of it. And so we're walking around, and everywhere you walk, it's just uh, you know this person from this show and this person from that show. And so we're all like this huge group walking into the the cafeteria at ESPN. And at the time. Colin Cowherd and Michelle Beadle were doing Sports Nation. That's how long ago this was. Wow. But they were like the biggest, the biggest deal, right? Like the coolest. And so we, we come almost face to face with them outside. They're walking out and we're all walking in. And I'm just like talking to my friends. And we look up and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Colin Cowherd and Michelle Beadle. Like, wow. <laughs> and they're standing like right in front of me. And you could just see them going. Now, since I have had uh, wonderful relationships with with both of them they're they're wonderful people but they just like both look like what's going on over here (laughs) and then pretty soon immediately after like we're just like these obnoxious kids just like oh my god can you believe what's going on here and um this is so cool and just being way too loud i'm sure there's like 50 of us i guess and um pretty quickly after that they had us all together and they were like hey look guys it's like the number one rule of espn they're like hey look guys just don't like like goggle at people like they're just here doing their job so just you know like act like you've been here before don't, don't fangirl over people. yeah and that was <laughs> i think i learned that like my second day it's just like very obvious like you would never do that and i just i'm pretty sure that that speech happened because of me because it was like standing and like pointing as i was walking by like oh my gosh like can you believe it, it just, that's like when you get the company email about like hey don't do x y and z and it's like you know it's because of you <laughs> Well, that's never happened to me, Matt, but I'm going <laughs> to... Right. Or like, hey, remember to pack your bags because we're not going back to the hotel on <laughs> yeah. the next trip, everybody. <laughs> exactly. It would be like getting one of those emails. <laughs> All right. This is a good place to leave it. Thank you for listening to the Happy Half Hour Podcast, listening to us bear our souls about our most embarrassing work stories. Um, we will see you next week.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 